Welcome to the Life on Purpose podcast, hosted by Holly, Joe, and Jill. The LOP podcast is all about challenging, inspiring, and mobilizing you to live every day on purpose, for purpose. So get ready to join the conversation in three, two, one. Happy Monday, LOP family, HJ and Jill here in the studio, ready for another intentional and awesome conversation that we think is going to transform your life. So today's episode is The Pain of Waiting. And I'm really excited for this episode because we are going with a little different format today. We are going to go kind of conversation, real talk style. And so, Halls, I would love for you to share just kind of what's something that's happening right now in your life that you feel could help our audience, you know, and where they might be. Yeah, totally. Um, Yeah, I think like the goal of all of our LOP conversations is to let you know that we're practitioners, that everything that we're talking to you about on this platform is something that we've either gone through or we're currently going through. And so right now, I I, I think the biggest thing is, is referencing waiting. You know, everybody has seasons of waiting. And the reason why I titled this episode and this talk, The Pain of Waiting, because waiting is so freaking painful. Right. And nobody likes to wait. Nobody. Nobody likes to wait. Like, okay, let's just first set this up, Jill. Think about like um, grocery Publix, like you, you, you get it, you order on your phone and you go pick it up in your car. <laughs> Someone brings it to you. You don't have to wait in lines anymore. Oh, I sometimes just order my groceries to my and, house. It, okay, so that's <laughs> so one like, step further. It's, so, it's terrible. No, we okay. hate it. We hate waiting at lights. We hate waiting at lights. Think about when you go to Disney World or Disneyland or Halloween Horror Nights. What do people pay for extra fast passes? Yes. Because nobody likes to wait in lines. Like, yep. like It's like I ordered something at Amazon literally last night at midnight. It got to my door at 4 a.m. this morning. Right. Like it, it's just it's in our culture. Nobody likes to wait. And, and right. I am walking through a season right now as a single mom. Honestly, y'all, sometimes my life is a hot mess express. I know that you guys probably see from the outside like, oh, everything's wonderful. Life is really hard. Yeah. And being a single parent is hard. And I'm not trying to, and by the way, the goal of this conversation is not for anybody to see me as a victim or to feel sorry for me. I'm very grateful and I have a beautiful life. But every part of my life isn't just all beautiful roses and butterflies. There's a lot of hurt and pain. And I think when I, if you might be asking, what are you waiting on? Um, I'm just waiting on like God's ultimate like re- restoration plan for my life, you know, and I, I'm experiencing restoration every day. Mm-hmm. I am seeing God's goodness every day in my life, but yet there are still unanswered prayers. Would you say you're speaking to your redemption in like specific to your relationship? Yeah, totally. Absolutely. So, you know, I've been divorced for several years now and obviously been in a a, probably like the most life-changing waiting season of my life, but also healing season of my life. And what do you do like when God doesn't answer your prayers? 
You know, Mm -hmm. I prayed for my marriage to be restored. I prayed for that relationship to be resurrected and it wasn't. Mm -hmm. Um, I prayed for, you know, and I'm, I'm praying for a future spouse, you Mm -hmm. know, and there's not even like a glimmer of hope in that area, Mm -hmm. you know, and I've put myself out there. I've taken steps. I've, you know, you know, and, and so it's it's so interesting and and I kind of want to dialogue a little bit with you Jill like this about this idea of like waiting is lonely. Yeah. And how like what do we do when we wait? Mm-hmm. Because really there's like only two options and two tracks for waiting. Yeah. It's the track of waiting in misery. Mhm. Like I'm going to wait and I'm going to feel sorry for myself and I'm going to be the least productive as possible and I am just going to be resentful for God. And I think like what I'm learning is the other track is harder, but it's the most appropriate and life-giving track, which is the waiting in hope. Yeah. Like trying to wait in hope and it's hard. And And there can be waves, I feel like, in days of going through, I don't know, like I don't know if this is going to happen for me or I don't, you know... Have you walked through that personally of just those of those feelings? And then because I know you have walked through the waiting and hope and you've walked that track because I've watched you. Um, So what would you say to someone who is on the track? Have you experienced that like being in that first track of like, I'm resentful, I'm upset or I don't know you know, um, like, so if there's someone who's there, but they want to move towards the track of hope, what would you say? Well, first of all, I would say it's absolutely normal and okay to feel hopeless Mm -hmm. and to feel like you're waiting in misery Mm -hmm. because sometimes the inactivity and the natural that you don't see happening. So if you're praying that you would be healed of cancer Mm -hmm. and you're not healed of cancer, but yet you're praying to a God that you know could heal cancer, Mm -hmm. that affects your theology, meaning Mm -hmm. your view of God. Mm -hmm. So it's easy for you to go, I'm resentful, God, because yeah. I'm asking you to do this and you're not doing it. Yeah. So I think that's normal. And what's interesting, I think in order to get to the place where you're waiting in hope, you have to walk through the waiting and misery journey. Yeah. You have to walk yes. through the valley of the shadow of death. Yeah. Because that's where like God meets us in our suffering. Yeah. He doesn't meet you on the other side of it. Yes. He like, literally meets you in the pain of waiting. He like meets you in that moment of suffering. Yeah. So he's not afraid of you you questioning him or the circumstances. Right. Like he's not afraid of that. Yeah. And yeah. one one thing, just quick insert very practically, because I I have to share about it. It's a book that I'm reading right now. And so where you may find yourself, but it's a book called Gentle and Lowly, God's Heart for Sinners and Sufferers and for the Sinner and Sufferer. And it is amazing. And it's a lot of what you just shared, but it's like, what's God's heart towards the one who is suffering or the sinner, the one who is, you know, found themselves in trapped in sin. So anyways, keep going. Yeah, no, it's so good. I'm actually reading that book right now, Jill. What? Yeah, it's next to my nightstand. Amazing. Yeah. Um, It's such a good book. But yeah, so I I feel like you speaking to that person, like one, be free to go there. Mm -hmm. Do not feel ashamed or be don't be ridden with guilt because you feel like, wow, I'm waiting in misery. I hate this. You know what? I hate it too. 
Like yeah. it's horrible. Yeah. And I think once you start to be honest with God and you're honest with yourself, like this is hard. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like this. I think that's when there's kind of like a little bit of a release. Totally. You know, you're, and I can't explain it. There's no yeah. one. That's why this conversation, conversation, I have a one, two, three to yeah, it. Because right. a lot of what we're talking about is like breakthrough. Yes. It's not mechanical. Right. And so it's a lot more internal, like soul formation. Yeah. So, but one of the things that when you start to acknowledge this is hard, this is this is painful, and you start to allow God to come into that space with you, mm-hmm. um, I think that's where real freedom is found. And then you start to realize like, wait, I can wait in a productive way, mm-hmm. you know? And so I, I just want to like share with our audience, yeah. you know, some like ways that... In a yes. season where I'm still waiting for some of the redemption plan to happen. And so while I'm waiting and while I'm while I'm not just by the way, like and Jill, you could speak to this too, we don't just wait and speak faith. We wait and we do actions in faith. Right. Yeah. You know, and I think you model that so well. Like when you are believing God for things, when right. you're waiting for things, you're not just saying you're waiting. Right. You're waiting in your heart to see it, but you're doing things. Right. You know? Yeah. And I think yeah. like that's where sometimes in pain and suffering, you feel stunted. Totally. Like you f- you can't move. Yeah. You're like paralyzed, paralyzed in this place. Yeah. Yeah. So some things that I'm journeying right now that I would love to share with our audience today. Um, if you're wondering like, man, I'm feeling the pain of waiting. Mm-hmm. Like I'm in that place and I'm waiting for things. I've not, I'm, my body's not healed. I haven't right. seen it. I'm single. I've been praying for that spouse, have yet to see it. I am, you know, whatever that is, like I'm just waiting and it's painful. Here's some things like I'm doing that I think could be helpful. Um, this is the most like detail we're getting tonight, but like I'm in therapy. Mm-hmm. I just got back from therapy literally right now. Yeah. I go to therapy every week and right now I'm doing EMDR therapy, which is like a certain type of um, rapid eye movement therapy that puts basically your brain into the REM cycle stage, which why REM sleep is so important because that's where you process life and create new neural pathways. So basically you're activating that part of your brain, you're processing your life in, in a healthy way. Right. And so then you're coming to more healthier conclusions that create new neural pathways on a limiting belief. And so- It is so fascinating to me. Every time you have gone through like your therapy, I'm one, inspired, but two, I'm like, I need to do this for my life. It's it's crazy. It's like, yeah. we all need it. Yeah. Like yep. I, even if you feel like there's no crisis, therapy's not for crisis management. Right. It's for life management. Right. You know? And so therapy's huge. So it's like- while you're waiting for that thing, do the deep work. Yeah. You, yeah. Maybe you have some time. Mm-hmm. You know, I am a single mom caring for a son and I do co-parent. Um, so what I've decided to do is during those moments that I don't have my son, instead of mope around and be sad about it, mm-hmm. I've decided to, and it's taking a long time to get there, right. to better myself Yeah, and do a deep dive. Yeah. So therapy's huge. Um, it's a big deal. I think health and fitness is huge. I mean, yep. it's like move your body, change your, your mind. Right. You know, so th- some things I'm doing is like, as, as I'm working through the pain of waiting and as I'm feeling this sense of like loneliness, health and fitness has been huge. Just putting my body first, mm-hmm. you know, and working out, moving my body, going on a walk, doing Orange Theory Fitness, teaching a Pilates class, going to yoga, you know, whatever that might be, 
Um, another thing is like rest. Mm-hmm. And this is where I think for me as like a highly productive person, and maybe you're listening, you can relate. Rest is not easy for us. Right. Jill, is rest easy for you? No. <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's not. Rest is so hard. Yeah. But when you are in a season of waiting mm-hmm. and you have yet to see the activity of God in a certain area of your life, it, there is some margin there. Yeah. Right? Because when that answered prayer happens, it's going to fill something. It's going to fill a void. Mm-hmm. So wherever that void is, take that opportunity to grow. And I think one of the things I'm trying to in this season is like create very strong boundaries and rest. And so when you do feel vulnerable and you do feel all over the place, like rest is really huge. It keeps you healthy. Um, And then just serving others. Like I think, you know, things like recording this podcast and creating spaces where, man, just because I have yet to see some promises and the things that I'm praying for doesn't mean I can't help others discover theirs. For sure. But that's yeah. hard too, because sometimes what you do see when you're waiting is other people's. Yeah. Yeah. And so I I think the what I've had to learn is there's a difference between between being lonely and being alone. Yeah. I'm not alone. Right. Like we're not alone. We we have a great community, yeah, right? Yeah. But I'm lonely. Yeah. Because you can be in a crowded room and feel lonely. A hundred percent. And so I think sometimes when you are in these seasons, it's okay. A byproduct of waiting is loneliness. Yeah. Because you it's easy to observe other people's lives and you see, well, they they ask God for this. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they got that. Right. And you you know that one person in your life, you're like, they pray in 20 seconds, that prayer happens. You know what I'm saying? Or you're like, that person just all the balls roll to them. Like, you're like, how does that happen? Like, you know, I'm like, there's some people in my life, I'm like, why does nothing bad happen to them? You know? And then you're like, good, what's happening? Like, I'm on the wrong train. (laughs) Right. I'm I'm doing the wrong thing in my life. And that causes loneliness. That's why my social i go in and out of social media totally. and this is my own conviction totally because sometimes i don't even have the self control right to to not see people's lives getting their answer prayers and yeah. all those things so yeah. that's kind of what i'm walking through you know i think halls obviously we talk a lot and we know each other's lives but even just you sharing what you shared tonight like I do have a front row seat of having watched you walk through this season of waiting that you know nobody else is in that seat and I've watched watched you for the last several years do all of the things that you just shared and you know, and I've seen the hard days and I've also seen the freedom that you've experienced in doing the hard work and, you know, hiding yourself in the Lord and in Jesus. And um, I know we were just messaging about it the other day, but I will always be <laughs> the the person who will speak hope and belief because I do know your redemption story is ahead and I can't wait till we get to record that episode on a podcast. And Yes, ma'am. And so uh, thank you so much for sharing and just being vulnerable. I know that that was the heart of our podcast from the very beginning Mm -hmm. is that we would have these real conversations and let people in to the mess of our lives. And so just love you. And I always honor you as a friend, but also as a leader and 
just value everything that you speak in to our lives and share with us. Oh, I love you, Jill. I appreciate you. And for those that are listening, if you feel like you're in a season of waiting, we love you. We're with you. We yes. see you. And I know it's painful, but um, God's coming for you. So get your hopes up. We love you, LOP family. Thanks so much for tuning in to The Pain of Waiting, and we can't wait to talk next Monday. Thank you for joining the LOP conversation today. We want to connect with you. So follow us on social media, on Instagram and TikTok at LOP Today. You can like, subscribe, or even share. You can also connect with us by emailing hello at LOPtoday.com. Send in topic ideas. Send us questions. Tell us the stories of how you're living on purpose for purpose. We can't wait to continue this LOP conversation with you.